So what we're really going to talk about tonight is we're going to talk about to know and to make him known. Uh, we talked yesterday um, about he is here, how Elohim dwells with us. And, you know, we want to press in and really recognize who he is within our lives. So that's kind of what we're going to share on tonight. Uh, I've quoted the scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter... I think it's chapter 3 we've quoted from. And we're just going to look at some of those sections within that scripture and enjoy some time in the Word. Welcome, Jerry. Good to see you. In Boston, in the U.S., we've got Lola in Florida. Welcome. Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us tonight. All right, so we're just going to start. We're just going to get into prayer, and we'll press in with uh, what the Father is saying. If you get a scripture or you want to share anything, then please do just uh, post it so we can see the scripture reference that you want to share and uh, we can communicate with each other in the chat area as well and uh, interact together as well. Welcome Hannah, welcome, good to see you. Thanks for joining with us tonight, hallelujah. Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you, Father, for your life that you give us life and you give us life more abundantly. And we need you, Father. We need more of you within our lives, Father. We want to come against the assignments of the enemy against us. And we, we push back the assignments of the enemy. We say, go in Yeshua's name. We proclaim the victory of Messiah. We ask for a hedge of protection to be around us. And we ask, Father, that you will minister to us and encourage us in the word and we pray as we fellowship together tonight that you will minister to every person that's watching live for those who are watching on podcast after and for those who are on playback after we just pray that this time will be an encouragement a word in season for many and uh, you know we rejoice with those who rejoice we mourn with those who mourn so, Father, we just commit this time to you and we worship you in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Praise Yehovah. You know, it's been an interesting day today. We've had lots of uh, communication from people uh, in the ministry who are asking for prayer as well as praise reports. And, uh, you know, I've got a friend in Scotland who we've been standing in the gap for uh, her friend Debbie. And they've just taken her off the ventilator machine because she's not responding and uh, it really is a tough time for the family there in Scotland with all the things that they are going through. That's with the coronavirus that uh, this lady has been suffering with and, you know, I don't know how long she has if she's still alive. Um, but we have been standing in the gap praying for many. And, you know, if you're listening, you know, how many lives are being affected? How many lives are being impacted, you know, with those who are losing loved ones when we look at it on the basis of per capita in our nations and the different countries it doesn't look like high statistics but the reality is this you know tens of thousands of people hundreds of thousands of people are mourning the loss of loved ones that have been taken from them prematurely so we just really stand in the gap for those that are suffering and even as we press in to what's going on in the spirit you know we want to recognize what is happening around us you know i had to take a break from watching media 
for at least 10 days where I just, you know, I said, that's it. I'm not switching the television on right now. I've just got to get in the Word and in His presence. It's just too negative, all the things that we're seeing. And, and the reality is you don't know what you're hearing anyway on the basis of truth. But when we come to the Scriptures, we know that the knowing of the truth sets us free and we praise the Father for His Word and we stand upon His promises and it's His truth that we need to know. And as we make known the truth of Elohim, it will bring transformation into the lives of others. You know, the other day we talked about, if you hold to my teachings, this is in John chapter 8, if you hold to my teachings, verse 31, you really are my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. There's there's an order that we have to be in to see victory in Messiah. Shelley says, prayer request, my sister and her family have uh, a breakthrough in their life, uh, in their living arrangements. Excellent. They need a place to live but can't get a loan as they've lost their business due to COVID-19. Well, Father, we just want to stand in the gap for Shelley's uh, sister and family. And, you know, we know how difficult it is right now with all these shutdowns. And we just ask for a favor, Father, provide resources for this family, Father, so that they can uh, move forward with their lives and see businesses reestablished, what has been lost that will be given back to them uh, in a greater measure, Fathers. We ask for restoration of the Spirit in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Welcome, New Day. Good to see you from North Carolina. Uh, we've got Julianne in Wisconsin. Thanks for joining with us. Good to see you tonight. Hallelujah. Yeah, so, you know, let, let's continually spend time in the place of prayer where we stand in the gap for the brokenhearted. Um, it is very important, um, you know, that we really just press in. We talked the other day about prayer and intercession and, you know, how we challenge ourselves. Are we so full of ourselves uh, when we're having our devotional time and when we're walking in the Spirit, or are we identifying that that we can apply the gifts the Father's given us to minister into the lives of others, especially to the brokenhearted and those who are in need? You know, we mourn with those who mourn. We rejoice with those who rejoice. So anyway, I want to read uh, some scripture here tonight just really about spiritual growth. Everything that we are talking about over the days as, as we're pressing in, you know, the what's important about what we are doing in these days, you know, day uh, 45 of the Count of the Omar, we've only got to get to Saturday night, and uh, then we move into Shavuot, hallelujah. Um, and the, the focus of what we are seeking to achieve is every day intentionally, preparing ourselves for Shavuot. And, you know, yesterday we talked a little bit more about the teaching of Shavuot and just looking at the foundations of what we need to get. You get some people will just go over the top. It's all Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was poured out. You know, this this is what it's all about. But really, it's not just about the Holy Spirit being poured out. It's about the power of His Word and the Spirit coming together. We need the Word and the Spirit to come together. And that's where we have balance. You know, we don't want just uh, crazy manifestations going nowhere, but we want spiritual balance to bring transformation. And uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 
It's it's one of my favourite chapters. You know, I used to love singing the Ron Canoli song. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But it, it doesn't stop there. It says, but God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. Hallelujah. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of Elohim. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of Elohim. And I want you to think about this for a second. When you hear a word from Yehovah, when you have a word from God, usually that's the word that's on the surface. But what's the deep calling unto deep? You know, how do you go deeper with what the word means? Because the Father is not just speaking on a surface level. You know, there's a deeper word in the midst of what is being said if you will take the time to come to that place to truly hear from him. So what is the Holy Spirit revealing from the depths, from the deep things of Elohim? And Father, we want to be in tune with you that we can receive from you a greater measure from the Spirit. Hallelujah. It talks about the spiritual man makes judgment about all things, but he himself is not subject to man's judgment. So what do we learn about the importance of the Holy Spirit? What does the Holy Spirit do? Uh, the Ruach HaKodesh will, uh, will reveal to us the very mind of Messiah, and that's what's pretty amazing as we, as we look at this. You know, the Holy Spirit's job is to give us insight. You know, you don't know the mind of another man, but by the Holy Spirit, you can uh, receive the mind of Messiah. Hallelujah. It says in verse 12 of, of 2, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we have not received the spirit of the world. Let me tell you something. This world has spirits out there and it's so easy to be deceived and there's many people doing things what they believe is in the name of Yahovah by the spirit and it's not it's by a false spirit they're not yielding to the spirit there is many spirits of the world and we've got to identify clearly what the voice of the spirit is welcome Andreas and, and Germany good to see you brother hope you and your family are well Hallelujah. Thanks for joining with us today. Thank you, Father. So we want to identify what is the Spirit saying? What's the deep calling unto deep? And, uh, you know, don't you know? sometimes what happens in spiritual immaturity, we hear the Word, we get so excited about the Word, we run around doing a praise dance, and we're looking at the Word, but we fail to go deeper to the place to see what the Holy Spirit's saying in the depths. It's just like when you study the Torah. You read the Torah on the surface and you see the history, the book of history, of the creation of the world, <coughs> the fall of man, <coughs> God's appointment of bringing forth deliverance, raising up Abraham, and then we start seeing through the lives. But when you really go back and say, what is deep calling unto deep within the Torah? It's the revealing of who the Messiah is and where he is in the book of the law. And as we bring out where he is, all of a sudden we have this incredible message that's, that's rising up that on the surface people are not seeing. But if you will dig in deep from Genesis to Revelation and start joining all the dots together, you'll start to realize what his promises are all about. 
Hallelujah. Welcome, Brandon. Good to see you in Ohio. Thanks for joining with us tonight. So that's, uh, you know, we're in First uh, Corinthians. We are going to go to chapter 3, but uh, we seem to have ended up in chapter 2 at this point. And look, it's a great foundation. Um, you know, look, as we're doing devotion, the point of doing devotion is to bring forth encouragement and you know, we're not doing a systematic teaching time. That's what I want you to do as you press in uh, with yourself or, or with your family. Press in and do systematic teachings and, and go through things. You know, the purpose of these times of fellowship is where we come together to encourage each other in Yehovah. And, you know, just pick up words of revelation, pick up keys uh, where we become more hungry and thirsty for the things of God. You know, that's the purpose of what we're doing here tonight. So we're not trying to do a deep teach. But anyway, verse 12, We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from Elohim, that we may understand what Elohim has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of Elohim, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So what are we seeing in the midst of this? We're seeing that word taught again. And, you know, we can talk about going through different teachings within the Word, but what we want to do is we press in. We want the Holy Spirit to reveal His truth to us, that He will teach us, that He will guide us. And, and that's why we don't have to have all these notes as we come together, because we want to be carried by the Spirit. We want to let the Spirit lead us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. Hallelujah. Why? Because it's those who are in the Spirit who will receive them. The world, they're going to think, ah, oh, it's foolishness. You know, because what the Father does is all upside down. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't look at you, you know, when you're 12 years old at your incredible talents and go, wow, that's so awesome. That's what, that's what you're called to do for the rest of your life. No, what he does is he takes the things that you can't do and he says, that's your calling. Why? So when people see you walking in the fullness of Yehovah, they're going to be like, hallelujah, there is a God. I know that person. You know, I know I know where they've come from. You know, it is nothing but a miraculous miracle how Yehovah moves in and through every one of our lives. It's miraculous. I'm not doing things that I set out that I thought were natural talents. You know, I'm walking in obedience. What's one of the key things we say on a regular basis? You don't do it because you can, but you do it because he says. So the question is, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you and I today? You know, just take a moment and think about that for a second. What's the, what's the Ruach HaKodesh saying to you today? What's he saying? And, uh, you know, just meditate on what he is saying. It's very easy when you face challenges within the day to lose connection with, uh, 
the plans and the purposes of Yahovah because we're so focused on dealing with the attacks and dealing with the assignments. And listen, if you are being pushed on every side, if things are not going the way you want them to go, you know, before you act, step back and pray and just get the wisdom of the Spirit so you know what the key things are that you have to do. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that comes from the Spirit. Why? Because it's not just logical and, and rational. No, it's by the Spirit. It's we're, we're talking about the supernatural. We're talking about five little loaves and two little fish and a great big crowd to feed. Well, those without the Spirit, can you imagine even the disciples? You know, we've got five loaves and two fish, and Yeshua says to the disciples, okay, here's the plan. Go have them sit in groups of fifties and hundreds. You know, the disciples could have turned and said to Yeshua, are you kidding? What, you're going to raise the expectation of everyone, you know, 25,000 people, you know, 5,000 men and women and children, you're going to raise the expectation that you're going to feed them and all you really have is five little loaves and two little fish. The world doesn't understand this. But the, here's, the, here's the thing that we can learn from this. You know, what do we have? What do we have? So many times we say we have nothing and, you know, what you have can be so small and insignificant to you but it might be something key that the Father wants to use to bring forth the blessings at this time. So the world can't accept the things of the Spirit. So when you're gauging your spiritual life, don't gauge it from what you see in the natural. So stop looking at your surrounding to identify what's going on in your spiritual life. Well, you know, my bank account's not that full the way I'd like it to be. The car's broke down. This needs fixing you know, I've got a, re a leak in the roof. I've got this problem, that problem, and everything is money, money, money. <laughs> Whoa, in a rich man's world. And, you know, you can feel the pressure of all those different things. So you don't gauge your spirituality and what you see going on around you. But we step back and we speak to our situations that we're facing. We say, devil, you will not walk all over us because we are part of the promise. We have the promises of Yehovah within our life. And Father, we're not going to let you go of these promises, not because we are seeking for self, but we are asking that you increase us in abundance for what purpose? To be a blessing to this generation. That's, that's my cry. Father, raise us up as the people of Elohim to make a difference. Where there's places where people are being uh, destroyed and beaten up and uh, abused and, you know, attacked. How do we bring the authority of the Spirit to bring shelter, to bring release, to bring deliverance, love and care? It's only going to happen when the Father starts blessing his people. And he might bless his people on a corporate level so we can be more effective. It's not about what we have in our hands. Why? It's not about you. And, and I want you to think about this for a second. The very call of God over your life is not about you. It's about, uh, it's greater than you. Because, you know, if the vision and the things that you have are just all about yourself, you're so limited. 
you probably don't have the vision of the Father. The vision of the Father is a vision that's far bigger than anything that you can achieve in the natural. That's why it's important that we speak forth words of faith that the Father gives us, even when we know, you know, speaking forth these words, what's going to happen with these words? <clears throat> Are they going to manifest? Is the kingdom of Yehovah going to be in, uh, established? Or are we going to be embarrassed because the the ability to do the things that God's called us to do is not coming in? Well, listen, we're under real attack. There's real attacks of the enemy. And what we don't need is we don't need people sitting down judging us in the midst of the battle. You know, you've got one hand behind your back, the other one's with the sword, and you're fighting the devil, and you've got your shield of faith. And then you've got behind you, <coughs> you've got these voices saying, well, you know, you sure you really heard from Yehovah? Did you really get a word from God about doing this? You're like, are you kidding me? I'm in the midst of the battle dealing with the strongholds that are coming against the will of Yehovah. And then you've got a believer behind you telling you, well, you know, maybe you're, you're just, you know, stretching things a little bit too far. You know, come on, fight with me. Let's fight together. Let's destroy the enemy and bring forth the love, joy, and peace the shalom of Yeshua to this generation. So anyway, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, that's where we're reading from at the moment. And we got down to, I think, verse 14. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of Elohim, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So we need discernment. We ask the Father for discernment, that we have spiritual discernment. The spiritual man makes judgment about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. Why? Because the spiritual man is not speaking forth his ideas or his understanding. He is he's, he's someone who sought the wisdom of the Scripture and walking by the Spirit, which gives you access to what? The mind of Messiah. And that's what we see in the next verse. For who has known the mind of Yehovah that he may instruct him? Who? Who's known the mind of Yehovah that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Messiah. We have the mind of Messiah. So you can access the very thoughts of Yehovah that we can, we can ask him, Father, what are you doing in my community? What's your plan in my community? Is there anyone else in my community that's praying for this region, that's praying for this area? And how can we walk together? Instead of thinking about what our belief systems are and, you know, we can only fellowship with people who agree with us on, on you know, 99.99999% of all the things that we agree. You know what? Sometimes we won't agree on everything and that's okay. But it doesn't mean we don't walk in love. You know, we love people right where they are and let's love them through it. You know, we don't need manipulation. It's the Holy Spirit's job to bring forth truth. We can have spiritual discernment and we can have wisdom and we can teach what we are taught by the Spirit. But you can't make someone hear and understand the message. And the very uh, key is this. Many people can hear but they don't understand the message because they don't apply the message. So in principle, you can know all the things that you are meant to do, but in reality, because you don't take the steps 
of pursuing him in his ways, you know, we don't see the manifestation of the blessings because our walk is not in line with our talk. So we've got to look at what are the things we are saying, what's the things the Father is giving us, and how are we applying that within our lives, within our communities. And, you know, the number one key for supernatural breakthrough is to spend most of your time talking to the Father about what He is doing and and where's your part in walking in His will and in His ways. You know, we read that from Isaiah chapter 6 a few days ago. You know, this is what I love about doing this daily. You know, we're refreshing in the Word, and I appreciate every one of you who get to tune in every day. There is quite a few of you that tune in every day. For those that just show up every now and again, it's okay. You know, we just appreciate you being here, and I hope you're blessed and encouraged. Welcome, Deborah in Texas. Good to see you. We've also got Russell in Liverpool in the UK. Um, welcome. Good to have you. Thanks for joining with us tonight. Always a blessing to see you. So Isaiah chapter 6, we read the other day. Um, you know, it's about Isaiah coming in and, and basically seeing the king, Yehovah Almighty. And he's like, you know, I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. And then the the um, the seraph flies over, takes a coal from the altar and touches his lips and uh, says, your sin is atoned for. And this is the key verse 8. Then I heard the voice of Yehovah saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Hallelujah. Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And this is, this is where we want to get to. We want to get into the presence of Yehovah to such a place that we are hearing what the Father is saying, but we're not hearing. It's not, how can I bless Isaiah? That's not what he heard the voice of Yehovah saying. He didn't hear the voice of Yehovah saying, Isaiah, you're so awesome. I'm going to give you, you know, 25 more olive trees, you know, uh, you know, and a, and a couple of good uh, date trees. And, uh, you know, three dozen sheep and some cattle. No, that's not what he says. Then I heard the voice of Yehovah saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? You know, God is on a mission. And, you know, if your whole focus is just about how do you get blessed and how do you hoard and how do you have more, then you're just immature. You're missing the very purposes of Yehovah. There's nothing more joyful than being in a position to bring the blessings of Yehovah into the lives of the brokenhearted. You know, until you're looking in the eyes of those who are desperate before the Father, you know, struggling in their life, and as you speak forth the words of Yehovah, you see them becoming free. And what did Isaiah say? He said, here I am, send me. Let me tell you something. In my childhood, from 11 years old, every day I used to pray, Father, here I am, send me. Here I am, send me, Father, use me for the purpose of your kingdom. Here I am, send me, use me. Every single day. That's the first cry out of my mouth in the morning, 11 years old. That's how I prayed. That's that's what we're called to do. Uh, Darda, welcome from Tennessee. Good to have you with us. Uh, we've got John, you know, from uh, Toronto, Kansas. Thanks for joining, John. Good to see you, brother. We've got B in Texas. Welcome, B. Good to see you. 
So what, what we're talking about here is we're talking about, you know, how are we receiving? Here I am, send me. What's the Father saying? You know, are we training our ear to truly listen to the heart of the Father? Or are we trying to manipulate God to say things that just make us feel good and look good? And, you know, that's not what we see within the Scripture. You know, Moses was perfectly happy looking after a bunch of dumb sheep until he saw that burning bush, you know? And he was getting his orders. He was getting his commissioning. For what purpose? Not for uh, just, you know, look, you will be blessed as you go. But the Father wants to use you. He wants you to grow up in him to be effective for the kingdom. How can you use me, God? That's what Moses said. I, You know, I have faltering lips. I can't speak properly. I can't communicate properly. You know, who does the Father use? You know, he's not looking for the the A students who have it all together and everyone's like, wah, wah, wah. No, he takes those who are broken. It says that the prostitutes and tax collectors are advancing in the kingdom of God faster than others. Why? Because they've been forgiven much and, and they're not coming in to find what they can get. They're so blessed just for the very fact that they're saved. And, you know, how much do you value your salvation? How much do you value the transformation of what Yehovah has done in your life? Do you value what he has done? And if you value it to such a level, you'll say to the Father, Here I am. Here I am. Send me. Use me. You know, how can I be about your business to make a difference for the king? So as we're preparing for Shavuot, as we're counting down for Pentecost, you know, let's get our hearts in order that we are fine-tuned by the Spirit for such a time as this. So it's such a blessing to see what we see in um, 2 Corinthians there, chapter 2. Is it 2 Corinthians? Where am I reading from? Okay, let's have a look here. No, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Okay. Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead. Your salvation is nearer now than when you first believed. Welcome, Tony, in Texas. Good to see you, brother. All right, so we're in 2 Corinthians. We've just been talking about no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Well, you know, that might have been the statement that was in Isaiah 64, but here's the reality. We have the Spirit. It is by his Spirit Hallelujah. So just take a moment right now and, you know, Father, we love you. We thank you for what you have done in our lives. And, you know, we know we get so consumed with just trying to breathe and trying to live. And, Father, we want to enter into your rest. We want to take a step back. And we don't want to worry about our lives. But we ask you to manifest your goodness within our lives. We need you. And we just call on your name right now, Father, that we can be fine-tuned, that we can hear your voice, what you're saying. Come on, really press in for your community. Press in for your family. What's the Holy Spirit saying? Is he giving you a word for a member of your family? Some of you just don't want to ask. Oh, I don't want to, you know, I didn't, didn't like my sister anyway, didn't like my cousin, didn't like my dad, my mom. <laughs> My grandparents, whoever, whoever, you know, I'm not asking God about, you know, do you have a word of blessing, something of encouragement that you can share with them? Just take a moment and say, Father, what are you saying?
What are you doing? Do we truly have the mind of Messiah? Do we really have the mind of Messiah? You know, I want us to get to a place where we experience who God really is. But for that to truly happen, we have got to deny ourselves. We've got to, you know, look, the people who are blind have got such a great advantage. You know, they can't see what's in front of them. They can get more time focusing in the spirit, you know. That's that's our problem. You know, that was Peter's uh, problem when he's walking on the water. All of a sudden, he takes his eyes off Yeshua and he's looking at the storms of life and the things that are going on around him. Well, I just want to encourage you that the Father knows. And we're going to read from Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy. You know, sometimes we, we look at how we analyze things and how we are preparing for our future, how we're dealing with retirement, um, you know, all the steps that we think need to happen. And, you know, we should be able to have the ability to, uh, you know, give an inheritance to our children and our children's children. But if we are storing up way beyond that, then what's the father saying in the midst of that? He's saying, look, don't store up for yourself treasures on earth. Don't let that be your focus where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Listen, there's always someone wants to take from you. There's always someone who wants to rob from you in this world system. But if we spend the majority of our time storing up things in a heavenly realm, we know that our inheritance is secure. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Let's press in here. So we are at verse uh, 21 of Matthew chapter 6. For where, <coughs> where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And Father, you know, that that's what we want. We want to... You know, we want to build up in our lives to such a place that we understand the value of the treasures in the Spirit. But if you're not spiritually minded, spiritual treasure won't mean that much to you. You know, I have lived literally my entire adult life with the purpose of how am I applying to the kingdom? You know, that's what our family does on a sacrificial level on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, decade, dec you know. That's what we live for. We live to pursue the kingdom. We're storing up treasures in heaven. We're not looking at the reward in this realm. We're looking at how we bring other people into the blessings of Yehovah because we understand the principles of the Spirit. But even if we weren't uh, getting treasures in heaven, you know, because what do we do with our crowns when we come before Messiah? We cast our crowns before him. So even all the blessings, even all the payments, all the things that we get because of our faithfulness and our walk in the Spirit, when you meet Messiah face to face, when you see him, you're going to cast your crowns before him, the crowns of your reward. Because to be in his presence and to be with him is greater than any honor that could be bestowed upon ourselves. So we don't want to lift ourselves up. We want to lift up his name. Hallelujah. Don't store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust 
Um, <laughs> don't store up for yourself. <laughs> but store up for yourself treasures in heaven. Okay, let's get it right. Where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. Father, we want our heart to be upon you. The eye is the lamp of the body. And if your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? It's greater than anything. You know, oh, may the light of Yeshua dwell in us. You know, we want to minister out of the overflow of the heart, out of the overflow of what's going on in the inside. You know, to wake up with the joy in the morning, it doesn't, you know, look, it doesn't matter what I've got ahead of me for the day. It doesn't matter what I face. I'm going to rejoice because I know that I'm going to walk through this day and, you know, we're going to manifest the glory of Yehovah. I've made a decision. That's how I'm living my days. I'm living my days to manifest the glory of Yehovah. Listen, I know how to get the fighting gloves on when I need to, but I also know how to sit back. I'm not going to be anxious. I'm not going to try and work things through. I'll pursue what I'm called to pursue, but I'm reliant on the Father bracking us up. Look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Look at them. You know, they said to Nebuchadnezzar, we are not going to bow down to your statues. We are not going to worship another god. We worship the Lord thy God and serve him only. And, you know, Nebuchadnezzar's furious, and he turns up the heat, throws him into the flaming furnace. And what did they say? Even if we burn, we're still not going to change. You know, you can kill us. <laughs> we're not going to change. There's only one God. There is only one God. And as they were cast into the great furnace, another person appeared in that fire. And that's Yeshua. And let me tell you something. That which is of the Spirit cannot burn up. But that which is of the world will burn up. So they came out of the fire, supernaturally transformed, and guess what? They had no smell of smoke on their clothing. What's that telling you? That they were purified in a kingdom form, that the father, the fire couldn't harm them. Hallelujah. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. So let me tell you something. This is what we've got to do. We've got to get this word. Come on. Get the word. Get the scriptures. Use your eyeballs for the best purpose you could ever have. And that's to get the word inside. Let's get the word inside us so we can walk in his word. Walk in his truth. Thank you, Father. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be good. And, and be full of light but if your eyes are bad your whole body will be full of darkness so what we put in is so important if you spend time putting that in which is negative is contrary to the word of Yehovah if you're putting that in which is compromise you're going to miss it but we want to speak forth the blessings of Yehovah verse 24 of Matthew 6 if you just join him no one can serve two masters. And this is so important. You cannot be divided. We have to be those who are steadfast in the presence of Yehovah. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one 
and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And then here comes the therefore. What's the therefore? Therefore, in relation to finances, storing up, how we do all these things. What does it say in 25? Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. You know, not just do not worry about your day. Do not worry about your life. This is every aspect. There's nothing that's missed out in that statement. Don't worry about your life. Do you do you struggle with worry? Uh, do you struggle? You know, do you stay awake at night because you're just tossing and turning, trying to work things out? I have mastered the art of casting my cares upon Yahovah. I'm telling you. I, you know, th- this is how I live. I'm, I'm sharing this. You know, I've got something called perfect sleep disorder when I get sleep, you know. <sighs> you know, I, I go through seasons where three, four hours, that's all we need, you know. What time is it now? It is uh, 20 minutes to 2 in the morning here in Israel. It's been a long day today. A lot's been going on. But you know what? What a blessing to be in his word, a blessing to be in his presence and to fellowship together. Hallelujah. Don't worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. You know, it's all talking about, you know, the gratitude of yourself, gratify. You know, this is when we eat and drink. We love to eat and drink. You know, about what you wear. We all like new clothes and and things. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns that your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who by worrying can add a single hour to his life? Now, that's an, that's an interesting statement. What's it saying here? It says, who by worrying can add a single hour to his life? There is no fruitfulness from worry. Okay? No fruitfulness. You cannot reap a harvest from worry. It's just zero. So don't think by worrying that you can accomplish anything. You know, if you're meant to be sleeping and you're up worrying, you're losing. You know, if you continue to meditate from the place of worry, you know, what's happening to your faith? You're losing connection to your faith. So let's start speaking out words of encouragement over our lives, even in the midst of difficulties. You know, it's in those hard places that we truly learn who we are. And, you know, I'm I'm so thankful to the Father when he brings me in those hard places because then it's a, it's a time where I've got to take a moment and, you know, really identify how I'm acting in the midst of that situation. Am I acting in a godly way or am I acting in the flesh? And it's a challenge. You know, sometimes we act in the flesh. We don't do it the right way. And that's where we need teshuva. We need repentance. You know, are we quick to repent when we get it wrong? Are we so pig-headed? Nice statement there. Are we so pig-headed that we just won't repent? You know, we just, we're always right. We have to be right. No, maybe we got it wrong. You know, when we see people teaching the scriptures and they teach from the viewpoint where they open up with apologies. Well, you know, I don't really know and uh, I'm just trying to work this through and... You know, I hope you get something out of what I'm saying, but if it's not true, I hope, you know, that, uh, 
they'll just be taken away at the side. You know, anyone who preaches with apologies before they start, you know, don't even watch any minutes of what they have to say. We should only listen to teachers who live what they are teaching. So they're teaching out of what they apply, what they live. That's where we're called to walk. So when I'm sharing and I'm ministering over what the Word is saying and how I'm, I'm applying it, I'm telling you and sharing it because I'm living it. You know? It's, it's how we're living. And it's, and it's an encouragement that we can encourage each other in how to move forward in walking in the Word. Hallelujah. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow and reap or store up in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not uh, much more valuable than they? Father, I thank you that you value us. I thank you that you care for us. And that, that's where I have trust. I trust you because I am a valued possession in your hand. And, you know, like that rough diamond, I want to be beautiful in your sight, Father. Hallelujah. Who by worrying can add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the fields grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how Elohim closes the grass of the feet, clothes the grass of the field, that which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. So don't worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. So the Father knows what you need. You know, we can take these things in our stride, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Today's got trouble. You know, anyone experienced trouble today? Oh yeah, I've experienced trouble. Many hours of trouble. But we have victory in Messiah. Hallelujah. So we press in. We thank you, Father, as we press in to the victory of who you are. We love you, Yeshua. We love you for what you do within our lives. Um, in chapter 3, I'm just going to read a few bits in chapter 3. Uh, it says, I plant, verse 6. Uh, this is chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I plant the seed, Apollos watered it, but it's Elohim that made it grow. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only Elohim who makes things grow. The man who plants and the man who waters have one purpose and each will be rewarded according to his own labor for we are Elohim's fellow workers hallelujah you are Elohim's field Elohim's building hallelujah we're Elohim's building this is what we talked about yesterday welcome Esther good to see you today good morning morning praise Jehovah first Corinthians chapter 3 verse 10 but by the grace of Elohim that he has given us I laid a foundation as an expert builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid which is Yeshua the Messiah. And look, this is where the name Bulldozer Faith comes from. You know, it's not about 
being aggressive in the message. That's not what bulldozer of faith means. Bulldozer of faith means you can't build your life on your old foundation. If you are choosing to be born again of the Spirit, the old is gone and behold, all things are new. So we bulldoze the old because we only want to build on the foundation which is Yeshua, the Messiah. Hallelujah. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stone, wood, hay, straw, his work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the, the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives, he will receive his reward. If it is burned up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping through the flames. And here's the key verse for us tonight. Do you not know, or do you know, that you yourself are Elohim's temple, and that Elohim's spirit lives in you? If anyone destroys Elohim's temple, Elohim will destroy him, for Elohim's temple is sacred, and you are that temple. Value, how much does the Father value you? That's what we're sharing on tonight, you know? He values you, he cares for you. To know and to make him known. Do you know how much he values you? When you really come to that place to realize how much you mean to him, that he will provide for you, that you can be so focused on seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness and just by default, everything else will be added unto you. Sounds like a big, you know, a big chunk of food to take in one bite, but step by step, we're going to press through and discover what the Spirit says. Do not deceive yourself, verse 18. If anyone thinks that he is wise by the standards of this age, he should become a fool so that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in Elohim's sight. As it's written, he, uh, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, Yehovah knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile. So then, no more boasting about men. All things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future, uh, all are yours and you are of Messiah and Messiah is of Elohim. So then, men ought to regard us as servants of the Messiah and those entrusted with the secret things of Elohim. Now it's required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. It's required. You know, we must prove faithful. We have got to come to that place where, where we, uh, we don't just, are, we're not just people who are learning the word, but we are applying the word. Hallelujah. Now it's required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is Yehovah who judges me. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait till Yehovah comes. 
He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of men's heart at that time. Each will receive his praise from Elohim. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for who you are, Yeshua. We love you. We thank you for sending your spirit into our lives to teach us so that we can walk in the wisdom and understanding of the spirit. And Father, we just we just thank you for this day. Thank you, Father, for the time that we can be together. And my prayer is that every one of you are blessed and encouraged tonight. That uh, there'll be something out of what we've shared tonight that you can apply to your life and see incredible change. You know, there's someone watching right now and, you know, you've been in tears because of how you're responding in a relationship and you're trying to do what's right in the natural but you know there's many actions and things that you're doing that are hurtful and you know you feel broken because of how you're acting because you're so frustrated and I just want to speak the rest and peace of Yehovah over your life tonight and don't worry don't be anxious you know we've got to get the word in we've got to learn how to yield to the spirit if you're really struggling and really challenged by how you're acting in certain situations then maybe take some time to fast and and just take some time to pull yourself aside and get in the presence of Yahovah and say father I need a breakthrough in this area and if it's not coming out with normal prayer then may it come out with fasting and prayer so that we can be effective for your kingdom Hallelujah. Well, guys, thanks very much for taking time to hang out with me tonight. Uh, I'm going to read through. Not all the comments are hitting here. What's going on? I'm just going to look at uh, any prayer requests. Thank you, Father. I hope you're blessed and encouraged with what we're sharing tonight. Um, got New Day just sharing you know the highest I ever got was outside Springfield Missouri Walmart witnessing ministering uh, this woman who was sick and in a mess outside um, I walked her through confessing Yeshua and I had a new Bible uh, to give to her hallelujah to share the gospel that's what we've got to do come on let's minister to others new day says i was so high after that whoa it was like heaven opened up poured out some uh, something strong um i was homeless living in my car at the time hallelujah see this is what the father will do as you minister to people in the place of brokenness you'll see the blessings of the father hallelujah Russell says, Yeshua says, when two or three are in my name, I will be with them. And they and three men in the fire, Yeshua was with them. Amazing. Yeah, that's great, Russell. That's right. You know, the fourth man showed up in the fire. When two and three gather in my name, I will be with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Okay. I'm glad you're being blessed and encouraged. Great to see you, Jerry. <laughs> Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate every one of you that's on uh, 
that's online tonight. It's a blessing to fellowship together. All right, well, just uh, I'm going to give you my email address as I do. Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com uh, If any of you are having problems getting emails through to me, you can do bulldozerfaith at gmail.com um, We've had quite a number of people had issues getting through. Uh, our servers, were we had a huge attack on our servers uh, just over a week ago. Um, you know, man, I tell you, it was something else trying to get things fixed and get things back on track. And, uh, you know, all of our data and everything was safe. But this is what happens. This is what happens. You know, the enemy wants to attack. He wants to chew up your time so you haven't got the time you want to spend in his presence and spending fellowship with others. But uh, we just stand in the promises of Yehovah. Yes. Yes, B. Thank you for your prayers, especially corporately. I receive all in Yeshua's name. That's right. Father, we just speak strength over B right now as well, that you will just bring supernatural healing to her body and bless her in this season as well. And for any one of us that are sick, Father, we just release your healing power over our lives. It's by your blood. You know, by your stripes we are healed. We receive your healing. We receive your blessing. We thank you that you care for us. Thank you, Father. We want to know you so that we can make you known. So we just want to just declare, Father, we thank you and receive your love today in Yeshua's name. Well, thanks, guys, for joining with us. Look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Over these next few days, we're just going to be really pressing in on prayer uh, to wait for Saturday night and Sundays to see what the Father's going to do. You know, we want our testimonies to be strong. We want to see his glory manifest within our lives. We want to commit our ways to him. So until tomorrow, shalom, shalom, and Yehovah bless. Hallelujah.